Hello and welcome to IEEE Soft Robotics Podcast. In this podcast, we are going to interview researchers from Pulse Academia and Industry about their work, thoughts, spectrum, and more beyond that. This is Marwa Edwini, and I hope you will find this podcast useful. If you would like to connect with us, simply send us, and we will be happy to hear from you. And here is my interview. Thanks. Hello and welcome to IEEE Software Board Podcast. Could you please introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Yasmin Ansari and I'm working as a postdoctoral researcher in the soft robotics lab at the Biorobotics Institute in Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you work in soft robotics, so how your previous studies equipped you to do research in soft robotics? And is it the same thing that inspires you today? So my background is basically in electrical and computer engineering and I was always interested in um, applying it to robotics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started searching for programs and I came across this word of soft robotics and it instantly just caught my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I um, I uh, pursued my PhD in it and ever since then I've just been uh, spun in this whirlwind of uh, going deeper into this field and combining these two concepts of engineering and robotics and yeah, so it's it, it is the reason that still inspires me, but the it has I have a wider perspective of how to look at soft robotics now. Mm-hmm. Cool. So why you choose to work soft robotics, and when and how you become interested to to pursue this career in soft robotics? Yeah. So I was looking to do a PhD, but um, uh, uh, my interest was more towards uh, looking to uh, innovative technologies and uh, methods of applying uh, electrical and uh, computer uh, engineering and algorithms, which is which is my focus mm-hmm. to robots. Mm-hmm. And um, so I came across uh, the project that I worked on in my PhD, and uh, that's uh, how I came into soft robotics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, what was the second question? Yeah, and when and how you became interested uh, to pursue an uh, answer from like How this happened? And then, um, yeah, and then uh, once I started with my PhD, um, uh, I was really inspired by the topic uh, that I was undertaking, which was basically um, the idea was that um, we wanted to develop uh, manipulators based on uh, continuum mechanisms or soft mechanisms, but apply them to the industrial sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, what happened was um, what they needed, what, when you have these sort of systems which are based on continuum mechanisms, um, they're, they're very innovative in the sense that they're very dexterous and they're very uh, applicable, but the problem comes that um, they're so that they are dexterous. That's the mm-hmm. same problem. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in order to control these sort of mechanisms, all of the techniques that we know so far for rigid robotics don't apply anymore. And now we have this whole arena of um, space where we can develop. Uh, we need to develop algorithms that can work for these systems. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, are you more interested in design or control perspective in soft robotics? Uh, I'm, I'm certainly more interested in the control side of mm-hmm. soft robotics. Yeah. Uh, yes. But what your 
point of view about designing, because you have a term about intelligence, and it comes to designing material that can think or maybe control. Or how do you think about that in the future or current research? What you what do you source about these uh, terms? That's a very good question. Um, one of the one of the most interesting things I find about soft robotics is that um, intelligence is not thought of as an individual characteristic. It's in fact an intertwined um, concept uh, where intelligence is embodied within the body itself, and it also stems from a control, a brain, a central mechanism. And um, so, from the design perspective, although I'm not I'm not uh, too Uh, equipped to talk about it, but it's very interesting to see mm -hmm. how um, these systems are developed and they're combined to make this really incredible mechanism or the system that can do amazing, dexterous things with just mm -hmm. very small um, inputs. Mm -hmm. um, but but the challenge comes that. Um, Uh, this is exactly where the challenge comes: is that you have these underactuated systems, mm -hmm. uh, which can, uh, which basically means that you have degrees of freedom that you actively don't have control over. Mm -hmm. And um, while that's good on one side, on the other side, that's exactly the control problem, which is what I'm very, very interested in mm -hmm. understanding. Yeah, that's interesting. So, could you please tell us about your research work in soft robotics, just to, uh, for. Understanding what is basically you do currently as most okay yeah sure sure so um, uh, my my research is basically focused on uh, developing learning based algorithms for the control of soft systems so far. Uh, like I started, my, my journey started from soft systems that are basically uh, manipulators. So mm -hmm. um, when you talk about soft systems, they're, they're more or less uh, very, um, very uh, distinct applications, mm -hmm. uh, which is locomotion or whole arm grasping, mm -hmm. uh, tracking, um, and uh, I forgot the last one. And, and as such, uh, so my, my focus was mostly on, um, on uh, tracking. Mm -hmm. So manipulators that can, that can be used for tracking in different environments such as industry or medicine or surgery, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So um, the problem with these systems, again, it's the same concept that you have these systems that are, um, uh, uh, that are serially connected. So you have these singular modules mm -hmm. that can that are very dexterous, but in order to achieve a complete system, you combine these modules together to get a whole uh, manipulator. Now, this manipulator is very, very dexterous, but the problem is um, there are many degrees of freedom that you can't control. And if you want to use them for a tracking task, mm -hmm. um, uh, particularly for, let's say, high-precision applications, you need mm -hmm. to have some sort of mechanism that can that can control its motion and its movement. Mm -hmm. So... I was very interested in understanding um, what, why the problem is so different from the manipulators that we know in in the con context of rigid manipulators, mm -hmm. and uh, where we can develop algorithms to overcome these problems. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. But we'd like to know what's the current limitation or challenges that you want to solve. You you would now highlight some interesting point, but you th I think there's many. Thing that you would like to tackle, just uh, challenges or limitation, currently have in your research. Uh, 
Yes, absolutely. So um, the the two the two ways that the research can go is um, um, in in when you talk about learning algorithms, uh, the two ways that I have taken it about is uh, to go to reinforcement learning algorithms or to go through supervised mm-hmm. learning algorithms. Um, the limitations so far, um, if you talk about it from a from a, a static motion point of view, quasi static motion, you have these challenges of hysteresis, mm-hmm. which are very difficult to overcome. But you cannot avoid them, particularly considering that they're being used in, let's say, environments where you need to make very slow mo- motions, such as uh, in in surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a problem that really needs to be addressed. And although um, most of the methods so far uh, have been using model-based approaches, but model-based approaches themselves have a limitation of um, how accurate the model can be. Mm. So that's one limitation. Um, another limitation is uh, uh, considering... Um, the fact that when we talk about position or pose control, we're always only considering one uh, objective. Whereas in real-world applications, if you really want soft robotics to be out there, mm-hmm. you have to be considering much more objectives than one. So combining mm-hmm. multiple objectives together. That's cool. So I would like to ask you, what are the most interesting projects you are currently involved in soft robotics yeah, so far? Well, I'm I'm rather an, uh, a young researcher. Uh, yeah. I've I've only been involved in um, uh, two projects so far. Yeah. Both, to be very honest, have been extremely interesting for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started my PhD in a project called Smart E. It mm-hmm. was a Marie Curie-funded project uh, where the idea was to use soft robotics to advance uh, the industrial environment. Mm-hmm. And now, currently, I'm in a project called Growbot, which mm-hmm. is um, aimed to use soft robotic technologies to uh, from uh, with the purpose of that these robots should be inspired by plants oh. and so now we are interested in also and and simultaneously we're also now interested in seeing uh, and investigating whether we can do the same thing with control algorithms because mm. so far control algorithms when we talk about inspiration we take inspiration from human beings or animals but now we're thinking about what inspiration can we possibly get from plants and Hmm. because plants are because if you think about it plants are able to adapt to extremely harsh environments Hmm. and that that makes them superior to us if you think about it so yeah That's interesting. So do you think because you're working on the group bot project, do you need to understand the planet uh, and to inspire you? Well, I think this is interesting to, because you work into different aspects and you have to abstract or inspire from the planet something. Could you please tell us more about this part? Uh, sorry, I, I didn't get that. You work in the GoBot project, so you inspire from the planet how to make a tracking for trajectory. So, do you need to understand the planet itself or how it's working? Oh, absolutely. That is uh, that is something that we really are very keen to investigate at this mm-hmm. stage. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have much information to give because the, because the project is just starting, but this is definitely the direction we're looking into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, 
so far there is a challenge in soft robotics still emerging but for you how you foresee uh, the soft robotics in the long run how you see the soft robotics in the future and yeah I I personally um I think that soft robotics has immense applications um when it comes to thinking of robots in personal assistance and in the vicinity of human beings. Mm-hmm. So robots for rehabilitation, robots and 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 robots going into very extreme environments where mm-hmm. even even the most um let's say the most robust rigid systems can't go because of their rigid limitations. Mm-hmm. So there is a very large application for soft robotics out there. Um uh, for example one of the projects uh I mean there's so many projects that are using these the concept of soft robotics in such innovative ways so mm. um, I mean I myself am so excited to just uh investigate areas where I can just pop in and make a contribution oh that's nice so we'll go to back to how we can see soft robotics in industrial sector how you see it right, right. and recent moment of robotics in in this sector yeah uh, industrial sector so yeah. so uh, apart from the project that i worked on where the idea was to introduce soft robotics um as a manipulator so mm-hmm. for let's say um a pick and place tasks um another thing could be that it could be like a device that could uh, assist a, uh assist a person as let's, let's say a third hand uh-huh. it could be there for any uh if there's uh for rehabilitation again if, if some accident occurs um it could be used as a soft gripper um i i think i think industrial applications of soft robotics has has been actually rather one of the most more uh investigated uh fields um amongst uh everything that has been searched so far mm-hmm. So now the market is usually interested in AI. What do you think of integrating soft robotics in AI? For for example, we have the morphological computation terminology when so do you think we have to come up with new terminologies that combines AI and soft robotics? Uh most certainly. Uh soft robotics is it's uh, definitely um the when you when you think about it from a control perspective mm-hmm. there's just so many things that are similar yet so different from our our mm-hmm. traditional theory so um in and and artificial intelligence is uh it's it's so helpful in this field it's so um it, it's able to open so many doors that are otherwise very difficult to even cross so um artificial intelligence uh is definitely one of the soft robotics is definitely one of the target areas for artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Terminology for combining the two is yeah. definitely going to come up soon if not if it hasn't yet but yeah. um yeah but but uh, but but to be honest control is a rather um uh, it's 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 still a it's still a field in its nascency. So it's still growing. That's nice. Okay. So Now we have to ask another question about how we can make soft robotics more inclusive and being better to general public. So I think this is something we do you think we have to outreach or just engage general public in soft robotics. How how do you think about that? Uh 
That's an excellent uh, way of thinking about it. We definitely need to get the word out there. We definitely need to, um, uh, like for me personally, I feel that one of the biggest uh, applications of soft robotics uh, or let's say target places where it could be useful is in developing countries because mm. my own country is a developing country and mm. I um, it's it's a cheap technology, it's a useful technology, it's an effective technology, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and and uh, we need to we need to have uh, more. Um, I mean, I mean, although there are already so many consortiums, there's RoboSoft, and um, mm. uh, there are there are already all these societies that are already working. But I mean, um, with the advancement that the field has seen in ten years, the outreach should proportionally increase with it mm-hmm. we should we should have more um stem based um projects we should have more um we should have more projects where uh where we start at the grassroots level introducing them early on to kids in primary elementary mm-hmm. and high school that's a good point because i would like to ask you do you think that we have to engage students as you highlighted primary or school soft robotics. Do you think this is really could be a way of education and we have to change something? It's really important to introduce the kids to soft robotics? I, I, I don't know if it's important, but I definitely know it's going to be interesting. I know that it's gonna it's gonna spark some interest in students because whenever you whenever we see these kind of robots, they're so different And they're so interesting that um, introducing such kind of technology at, at, at a school level will definitely um, get students to think about mm-hmm. the world in a very different way because just just the fact that, for example, there's a robot that's inspired by an octopus, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't just think about it as a robot. Then you start thinking about the robot, the octopus. I mean, it, it really widens your thinking horizon. So, mm-hmm. yes, Definitely. I am a big supporter of... Uh, excellent. Yeah, that's excellent. So I would like to ask you, what would you wish had known as a beach student, or, or now as you an early researcher, what you would like to know when you were a beach student? Well, you know, um, uh, when I was starting out in my PhD, I, I really didn't uh, realize... Um, Uh, what an interesting field soft robotics is. Mm-hmm. And why it's interesting is not because of the fact that you're dealing with robots, which is usually the first thing people think of. Oh, you're a roboticist. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about soft robotics is that it's so interdisciplinary. Mm-hmm. So you're dealing with computer scientists, you're dealing with uh, neuroscientists, you're dealing with biologists, you're dealing with so many different people. You get to interact with such a wide community to solve mm. one small problem. And um, so you get to really uh, see a problem from, a ve- from different uh, sides. And that really is the most interesting thing about soft robotics too. Mm. So, um, that, uh, I mean, uh, in terms of, uh, uh, of, uh, what I didn't know, this is what I didn't know, mm. what a interdisciplinary field this is and how useful that was. Mm. 
So that leads us to the question about how now software product is more diverse. So how we can overcome the challenges because you have to speak different language between material science control, as you mentioned, neuroscience. Do you think there is a struggle when you speak with other researcher group or how you can overcome this? Because I think this is also challenging to understand each other. Yes, certainly that is, of course, uh, a big uh, issue because, uh, I mean, you can only talk uh, so much in, in a different language, let's mm. say. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something I believe as a community with time, we're going to have to, um, we're going to have to come together and start uh, uh, start uh, thinking about this as a problem. Um, right now, what I know that we're doing cautiously is that we try to use uh, words that are as simple and as common as they can be. Because mm. there's no handbook, let's say, to say, okay, this yeah. word is this and this word is that. So mm. we just communicate as simple as we can so that uh, things don't go out of hand. So, but yeah, um, I mean, for example, this is one of the things that we did do uh, in my PhD that uh, me and uh, uh, a few of my colleagues, we got together and we did write down a handbook of uh, terminology for control, particularly for soft robotics, so that now that can become the standard. And and I, I do think that we were a bit successful in it. Yeah, that's cool. I would like to ask you for advice for a starting student interested in soft robotics and also another part as you are a woman now you are successful on soft robotics you had your phd and now your postdoc so just advice for another girl interested in soft robotics and for all students as well so it's two parts so for for a female what you can advise what can be advice you can give to her interested in research and for a starting student as well well, what I can say is that um, I, to be very honest, I have met such amazing female um, personalities in this field. Like because because I did my engineering in a yeah. uh, in in a country where female it, it was definitely male dominated. So yeah. I did my master's in a, in a place which was male dominated. It's it's actually very nice. Uh, that when I came to do my PhD, it was actually female dominated. <laughs> so, um, uh, and and that 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 is because um, th- there's uh, there's again, it's very interdisciplinary. So, um, women get a lot of opportunities to come into this field and also succeed in it. Mm. So, um, uh, what I would say to um, any youth out there who is interested in any um, any aspect of this, whether it's chemistry, whether it's biology, whether it's engineering, whether it's design, um, this is such a diverse field. There's a lot of potential to uh, grow in this field. Um, so if you want to choose it as, and, and there's a very supportive community, that's mm. uh, uh, this whole soft robotics community is very supportive of each other. So um, it's a field you should consider for yourself. That's what I would say. That's great. And for a student, starting student soft robotics, do you think what kind of advice you can give to student 
starting? Uh, um, as, um, if, if I were to go back in my PhD, mm-hmm. the first advice I would give is to, uh, to, to really um, go through core papers of soft robotics and really mm-hmm. understand before, before using the words, <laughs> understanding mm-hmm. yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. so, so it's very important, as you said, terminology is very important. So before, uh, like, I, I would spend a good six months, if I would do it again, I would spend a good six months just to get the terminology right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if a student just comes off robotics from different background, do you think it's challenging? Or if anyone just soft robotics, so you must have to be graduate for certain like electric engineering or mechanical so if someone comes from different background it is easy to start on soft robotics most certainly most certainly there is no doubt about it uh, people who have done their uh, like uh, a lot of students with me had done their masters in this uh, in biomedical engineering uh, yeah. uh, and with with a touch of soft robotics and then pursued their phd they definitely had an advantage because they had that terminology in hand and they understood it very well um, for somebody who comes from a different background, that's exactly my advice, to spend those six months to really understand uh-huh. the basic terminologies, to understand when, when you're talking about, um, when you're talking about soft, what is soft, because soft is something, continuum is something, mm. um, it, 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 like, and all these terminologies, all of them, they, it, it's really important to understand them correctly. That's nice. So I would like to thank you so much, Ismi, uh, for your time. And at this end, well, I would like to thank you on behalf of IEEE Soft Robotics Podcast. Thank you. Thank, thank you for your time. Thank you.